Welcome into the Legends Rewind Podcast. I'm Rusty Ellis, and today joining me is former York Dragonette legend on the basketball court, Haley Johnson. In this episode, we talk about Haley's early career being coached by her father, how Michael Green's coming to York changed her high school career, her overall high school career as a whole, and how her first year at Lee University went. Without further ado, here's Haley Johnson. So, Haley, let's just start at the very beginning. What's your first memory of the game of basketball? Oh, gosh. Well, I started playing <laughs> basketball whenever I was in, like, kindergarten. So, obviously, I don't remember <laughs> that. But I remember being in second grade and then making the fourth grade team and just being, like, so <laughs> excited and, like, being, like, carrying my, like, basketball bag to school and stuff and, like, just being so excited to go to practice and stuff. So that would probably be my first memory of basketball. So when people say they've been playing sports all their life, you you actually have been playing sports all your life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I've been around it all my life, honestly. I just brought up playing basketball. So, so that kind of goes into this next part. So talk about your family because your family's obviously a pretty big basketball family. I know your brother played, your dad obviously coaches still. Uh, talk about how much of an influence that made on you. Um. I probably wouldn't be playing basketball if it wasn't for them, to be honest. Like, my dad played basketball whenever he was younger, but, like, in high school and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, obviously, that's probably why my brother got into it. And, obviously, me too. But I just remember growing up and wanting to be just like my brother. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know. My dad's just always been around basketball. Like, he coached me whenever I was little. And he he coached my brother whenever I was little. And then – I mean, he's still coaching right now, so you can just tell we're just a basketball family. <laughs> so your brother played, uh, obviously that, you know, I have to know, knowing as competitive as you are and knowing as competitive as your dad is, I can only imagine how competitive your brother is. Were there any were there any fights that started in the driveway because of basketball? Oh, my gosh, so many <laughs> fights. Like, which my brother, he's pretty laid back. He's got a little bit more of my mom in him. I'm just like my dad like if you know my dad I'm like a spitting image of my dad so but yeah I remember like he was obviously bigger than me and like he'd block me and I would just get so mad and I would literally (laughs) beat him up and he wasn't allowed to hit me so I would just you know just hit him and know that he couldn't (laughs) hit me back so I'd just beat him up and then we'd go in and I'd be like I'm not playing until he called foul and then he'd be like okay it's a foul and then we'd just go right back out there and start playing again but yeah we fought all the time. So even through that though, how much of a bonding tool was the game of basketball for your is for your family? Uh yeah, I mean yeah, I wouldn't be. I mean I don't want to say I wouldn't be close with my brother, but yeah, we definitely bonded through basketball. Like spent so much time in the gym, mm-hmm. and yeah, just like playing against each other and stuff. Like I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have my brother. I'm about to say that that competition did that kind of fuel you early on when you played was that kind of what what grew that competitive spirit within you oh yeah for sure like I don't know I I never could beat my brother but (laughs) it wasn't for like a trying so yeah gotcha so you said you made the fourth grade team as a second graders and, and you said that 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 had to do wonders for confidence early on even though obviously you're probably just you know Really, you're still in that development phase of the game of basketball and in sports in general. Um, what was it like the first time playing organized basketball? Then? Um, I don't know. I don't really remember it, to be honest. But I don't know. I was just so young. But, I mean, I was just – I just loved basketball. Like, even whenever I was little, like, I just lived to play basketball. I'd be out in the driveway all the time just shooting, you know. 
And but I don't know. I don't really remember playing <laughs> organized basketball whenever I was that young, to be honest. So, so what's the first organized basketball you do have memories of, at least like consistent memories of? Um, By middle school ball? Yeah, I would definitely say middle school ball. I mean, I've played so much basketball, it kind of <laughs> all starts running together. But, yeah, I'd definitely probably say middle school ball. What, what's the uh, – in middle school, what's, what's the diff- – middle school, I know a lot of people say that it's still developing. That's like – that's, you know, winning is important, but obviously you're still learning the game. Is that Was that true for you at the middle school level? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still true today, but just, like, working on my weaknesses, you know, seeing what where I can strengthen my strengths and also strengthen my weaknesses, too. I mean, that's just a big part of, you know, like you said, developing. So, I have to ask, because I've seen you uh, – I've seen a lot of basketball in the Upper Cumberland the last probably three-plus years now. Mm-hmm. Have you always just taken really deep threes, or is that something that developed at a later age? Because like, you've taken some of the deepest threes I've ever seen, but they just look like normal jump shots for you. Right? <laughs> and they would go in, and I would just be like, wow, okay. Um, that's 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 a shot, fair enough. Yeah, but but, but is that know. something you've always done? Was the three-pointer always a part of your game, or is that something that you added later on? Um, I don't know. That's funny you say that, because I would definitely not call myself a shooter. Like, really? I don't know. I, I definitely like attacking better, but – I don't know. I definitely would say that that's like developed over time. I, I don't know. I feel like I've always pulled deep threes, but they probably just weren't <laughs> as consistent. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, whenever I was in middle school, I did not like any confidence. So I will say that. And that's probably <laughs> a bad thing. But in middle school, I would just pull it so deep. But I think like in high school, it just developed more. I don't know how you don't think of yourself as a shooter. That's wild thinking about I don't that know. now. <laughs> yeah. But what you say, you didn't like confidence in middle school, and you said that, you know, maybe that was a bad thing. How important is it, though, for a young athlete to have confidence? Oh, uh, yeah, it's very important. I mean, obviously I wouldn't be the player I am if I didn't. I feel like you have to know you're good to a certain extent. Like, I mean, you still have to be humble, but you can't, like, rely on someone else to – build up your confidence you have to do that for yourself so at the middle school level who did you have any coaches that really stuck out to you that helped that helped you along that you still remember to this day um well I played for coach green in middle school so and I've got a lot of experience dad, with him I'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah and I definitely would not be anywhere without him so <laughs> You know, I interviewed him for one of these, and he told me a funny story about when he took over the girls' team in the middle school. He said that – because obviously your dad was coaching the girls' team at the time, right? And yeah. so he said that your dad came to him and said, me and Haley are just butting heads too much. We can't do this. Was that was that true? Yeah, that is 100% <laughs> true. Like, whenever I say I'm just like my dad, like, we would literally fight, and it was just not even healthy, to be honest. We'd fight at practice, and then we'd fight at home, so we would just fight all the time, and I don't know, we just both cared so much, and, like, we just loved basketball, so, but, yeah, that's 100% true. Describe your dad as a coach, because I think that, especially earlier this year when he had to coach York for, I think it was 70 days in total was how long he had to coach that team. Um mm-hmm. I don't know that he's still gotten enough credit for the work he did. I mean, he, you know, he talked, he talked when I spoke after substate with him, he said of the six losses they had at that point, five of them were his, but he played a pretty brutal schedule and kept that team afloat for when coach green was able to come back. Just talk about your dad as a coach real quick. Um, well, I will, I will say he's definitely gotten up in his old age. Um, whenever... <laughs> I'm leaving <laughs> whenever... that in. <laughs> 
whenever I played for him, he would literally like grab me by the shirt and like literally pick me up off the ground. Like he was kind of mean, but obviously I wouldn't be where I am without him. But yeah, he would pick me up and then people would be like, that better be his daughter. And my mom would be like, yeah, it is. Don't worry about <laughs> it. But I don't know. Yeah, he was definitely mean, but I don't know. It was, he just wants what's best for everybody. Like it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's definitely the team and he's going to hold people accountable and I don't know. He's going to be hard, but it's just because he cares. Mm-hmm. So Coach Green also said that he feels like he mellowed out a little bit more at the high school level. Was he was he crazy too in middle school? Oh, my gosh, yeah, he was crazy, <laughs> which he was definitely harder on the boys than he was on us, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know. We would do the pain train. He would call it the pain train where he would just torture us for a whole practice. And, you know, he can be – he's just – I don't know. If you know <laughs> Coach Green, he's just – I don't know. He's got something about him, but – I don't know. He would just torture us for like a whole practice. And then we did that like three or four times every year. But I feel like I only did that once. Yeah, once in high school with him, in my two years with him. So he's definitely lightened up. I will say one thing I've learned in talking to Coach Green, and I want to know if you if you think this is true. I feel like he's that coach that if you give him 100%, though, he's going to give you 100% back. If you invest and you've got a great attitude, he'll do whatever he can to help you. Is that true? Uh- Oh, yeah, 100%. And I don't know, that's really all he cares about is a good attitude. Like, he don't care who it is. If I have a bad attitude, he would let me know I was having a bad attitude. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. He's just the best, honestly. Were there any other coaches that made an impact on you? Whether at Um, the AAU level or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Um, My AAU coach, Josh Ag. he, Mm -hmm. I don't know, he is like a second dad to me, but – yeah, he made a big impact on me, like, just developing an AAU and, like, getting college coaches <clears throat> to see me and stuff, and, like, that helped a lot. And then in my first two years at York, I played for Coach uh, Story, Tony Brown. I guess she's a Brown now, but she'll always be Coach Story to me. But, um, yeah, she – yeah, she made my transition to high school so easy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. She was just always there for me, and she was a great coach, so – on the AAU front, how different is AAU from high school basketball? How different are the two? Uh, they're very different, in my opinion. Like, AAU is kind of like street ball in a, in a way. <laughs> like, you just roll the ball out there and play. Yep. Like, there's not really any practicing. There's not really any, like, organization to it. You just roll the ball out and play. <laughs> but in high school, it's definitely, like, like, more preparation and, like, film and all that. And then, you know, you always – obviously have like plays and stuff but yeah definitely more preparation in in high school Mm -hmm. how necessary do you think AAU is especially for an athlete that wants to play at the collegiate level um I would say it's very necessary because like Mm -hmm. it's just you just have to be in the gym all the time and like AAU is an easy way to just you know develop Mm -hmm. skills and like be in the gym all summer and, like, I played AAU since, like, I can remember. And, obviously, that's got something to do with where I'm at today. So, who were – because I know you got to play with some some other pretty big names from around the Upper Cumberland. You're a big name yourself, obviously. Uh, who were some of your favorite teammates to play with in AAU? Um, well, I played with Katie Farrell for a long time, mm-hmm. like, since seventh grade. Ever since I went to Rush, I played with her. And Kennedy, which she didn't get to play that much in high school because she was going through injuries and stuff. But let's see who else. I played with a couple girls from Pickett County, like Abby Bilbrey and Chloe 
and all them. And um, and I also, my last two years, I got to play with the Monday Twins, mm-hmm. which I used to play with them whenever I was little. But we finally got to play together again, and it was just really fun. Knowing um, how much, knowing how much you love defense, the three of y'all on the court at the same time that had to be just terror terrorizing <laughs> for the other team, was it? <laughs> Yeah, it was. We, yeah, it was. I mean, if they got past them too, which they rarely did, and then I'd be right there. So, it, yeah, I feel bad for whoever we playing. So, was it was it ever weird? You know, obviously, you know, you played against a lot of these people at in high school, and you know, obviously, people take girls basketball very seriously in the Upper Cumberland. Was it ever weird playing with them, or was it something that you just kind of you never even really had to think about it? Yeah, I never really had to think about it, to be honest. I mean, I guess it was kind of different because you're, like, with them on a different level. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really – I don't know. You're not really playing against them to, like mm-hmm. – I don't know. I guess the table's kind of turned, but it didn't really, like, mean anything different in my head, really. Okay. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, it, it does. It does. It's just – I know there are some people who are more – I don't want to say basketball old heads, but that's almost the best way to say it, where they, yeah. they kind of think back in like the 80s and the 90s and like the NBA where, you know, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird hated each other or Larry Bird yeah. and Magic Johnson hated each other. And there's no being friends off the court. It's just period, you know. So it, it's interesting to see how that's changed nowadays, at least. So that that's that's yeah. the reason why I ask that is if there is ever any weird moments. But a lot of times it's funny. A lot of times it's just kids playing basketball. So I think yeah. that that's a good thing about sports is that it's not still that same toxic level, at least in that regard. So yeah, got to high school. What was some of, you, you mentioned transitioning into high school. What was some of, what were some of the bigger challenges there? Cause I've heard a lot of people say that when you go from middle school to high school, especially in the game of basketball, it feels almost like an entirely different sport. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, my transition to high school, it wasn't really that different. I mean, I still had to step in and play a big role for my team, but I would say just, like, the seed and, like, you're playing against girls that, that are four years older than you. Like, they're going to be stronger than you, but you just – I don't know. I just worked hard to develop, like, basketball, but also, like, off the court, like, running and all that. Like, it all plays a part in the transition to high school. So, was there a part of your game that you felt like early on you needed to immediately focus on to to have more success at the high school level, whether it was – defense distributing shooting even was there something you felt like you needed to focus on early on oh yeah I would say like just the three like getting to the rim in the mid-range and the three like obviously like I said I can usually get to the rim anytime I want but I really developed my shot in high school but also like I don't know I've always been a passer like I always think pass first that's Mm -hmm. just how I am but yeah that's yeah Mm -hmm. Did you have any did you have any older teammates when you were in your freshman sophomore year that kind of helped you also? You mentioned your coach, how much she helped you. Were there any teammates that were older that kind of helped you get used to that speed as well? Oh yeah, for sure. You know Harley Smith that plays at yeah. Carson Newman. I played with her for two years and then also Hannah can answer, which she doesn't play in college, but I don't mm-hmm. know. They just helped me a lot. And like Hannah's dad would always get me in the gym and like shoot with me and stuff and like at least offer to get me in the gym. And I mean I couldn't always go, but you know, it was just the thought that counts. And Harley, uh, we butted heads a lot, but it was for the better. Like, we love each other, but it was just on the floor. But we got along. We just butted heads a lot, like I said. So, Green, he took over in your junior year, right? Mm-hmm. I'm right. Okay, yeah. so so were you excited to hear that he was taking over? 
yeah <laughs> cautiously excited is that what I'm hearing yeah like I don't know I love coach story but I was also very excited that he's stepping up to high school mm-hmm. okay so junior year I feel like that was really where it, this became your team almost and I know mm-hmm. you, you you probably hate hearing that because I know you, you're, you're probably like most athletes where you try to think of the team first and not yourself. But it felt like that was really where this became your team. Uh, was, there, was there any difference in preparing for the season for you, or did you just kind of do try to do things the same as always? Um, I try to do things the same as always, like just preparing and not, I don't know, putting in the same amount of work and just doing my part to make sure the team succeeds. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the district you played in because – it was quite the gauntlet. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. I, uh, I remember thinking the first time I saw any district game in 8AA, I think the first district game, funny enough, I saw was like DeKalb, Canning County. And this at the mm-hmm. time, and no disrespect to either of those programs, this at the time, <laughs> it, was, it was a game between teams that were like fifth and seventh in the standings. And the yeah. standings were packed and everybody was into it. I was like, wow, I can't <laughs> what like first and second place look like like talk about playing in that district how wild was eight double a to play in? oh my gosh it was crazy and like you just never knew what was gonna happen like <clears throat> anything could happen and you just know that going into the games but yeah I mean from top to bottom it was just top tier teams mm-hmm. were, did you have any favorite were did you have any gyms that you loved to play in on the road that you know, whether you played well there or you just loved the environment what were some of your favorite gyms to play in oh gosh um let's see here let me try to think I don't uh, I always played well at Canning County and Livingston I don't know why but I always went off oh, at yeah. Livingston <laughs> I don't know why I don't know what it was but. do you remember what was your best game you had at Livingston do you remember Oh my gosh! I don't. I think it was my junior year, and it was right before district was about to start. And I, I don't know. Me and my teammates, we made a bet, and if I scored thirty points and something, something, I don't know. And <laughs> I literally had twenty nine, and then I hurt my ankle, and yeah, but yeah. I never got to thirty. But yeah, it was that was a good game. So let's talk about that as well, because I remember Green telling me in the district tournament that you were playing on a hurt ankle. How important was it for you to to have that extra toughness that not every player has? Because you played through a lot, I feel like, especially your last two years at York. Uh, how important was it for you to kind of show that toughness, be that team leader, regardless of how you were feeling health-wise? I mean, that's really important. Like, just set the example. And, like, mm-hmm. I like to say lead by example. Like, I'm not one of those people that's just going to sit there and tell people what to do. Like, that's just not me. So, if – I don't know. I feel like if I wouldn't do it myself, then how do people think that they should do it, you know? So I just say lead by example is very important. So the district tournament, I think you guys that year, y'all were the third seed, the fourth seed. Do I, I'm trying to remember. Y'all had, y'all had, y'all, I think y'all automatically qualified for the region because y'all, I think y'all, y'all were the three seed because the cab was the four. I remember that now. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. one thing that I love, I loved about that district, and obviously since classes have changed, that district still does, still did that this year, thankfully, because I think it's cool. Uh, you guys got to play the semifinals and finals of that tournament at Tennessee Tech. Mm-hmm. How, how cool is that for a high school student to get to play in a college, you know, in a college stadium for your district tournament? Yeah, I mean, that's just really cool. A lot of people don't get that opportunity like they shuffle around like different schools host different years and all that but 
it's just I don't know it's kind of a really cool experience to get to do that because like I said not a lot of people get to do that and I, I think that this goes back to 8 double because one thing I remember from that year specifically uh, before everything got shut down was the same four that made the semifinals for the district tournament. And I feel like, again, this just speaks to 8 double and how good it was. Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that was also the same final four in the region tournament. I think that the other region all got eliminated uh, before yeah. that. Just, again, it, it, did you ever get used to how tough that district was or how, like, stacked it felt like this district was? Or was, something, or was it something that even as a senior you were like, wow, we really are playing with some of the best talent in the area? Yeah, I mean – I think it's just something you don't get used to. Like like you said, every night you're just like, yeah, I'm playing against somebody that's, I don't know. Like for me, like my matchups, I was playing against Reagan Hurst and Jalen Gregory, like D1, D1 players. So like, obviously you're never going to get used to that. So how much does that, how much does that help you as a player when you're going up against players like that, that you said are at the division one level now? Uh, Yeah, I would say that it helps help me a lot. Like, I don't want to, like, throw them under the bus or anything. But, like, they didn't guard me. So, like, I would <laughs> have to play both both ends, yeah. you know. And I'm not – I don't know. That probably sounds bad, and I don't want no. to sound like that. But I had to play both, both ends. Like, I had to play on offense and then come down and guard the best mm-hmm. player. Like, they were the best player, and that's what I would have to do every night. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say it's, like, I don't know. It's just unexplainable. So then senior year for you, I think you guys finished top – I think you guys finished third because obviously I think Upperman and Macon were one and two. Um, yeah. But in getting there, you you guys had some of the biggest wins of the year, I feel like, from the entire district. So first, let's talk about the win over Macon County. I think Coach Green said it ended a 40-game winning streak or something from them. They were undefeated mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and you guys didn't just beat them. You guys blew them out. You beat them, yeah. by, I want to say, by 24 or something like that. Um, talk about that game and how much that game did for that team because I felt I felt like from that moment on, it was there was more of a feeling of, okay, we now know we can compete with these two. People don't need to just be talking about making an upper. Oh, yeah, for sure, which that was kind of earlier in the season, and obviously that was at home. But, I mean, like you said, it just showed that we can compete with them. And, like, sometimes all you need is just a little bit of confidence. and. I mean, we did that ourselves. No one else did that for us. So, I mean, in the back of our mind, we knew that we could beat Macon. And, I mean, we could, we knew we could beat Upperman, too. It's just – we just had to go out there and do it. So, before we talk about my favorite moment of yours, because it, it's a moment that I don't think the Upper Cumberland's going to forget anytime soon, there's a quote that, that you said when we did an interview with you. There's a quote you said that I really – that really stuck out to me and told me what kind of player you were. So we did that that interview with you where we were spotlighting you as a potential Miss Basketball candidate. Mm-hmm. And you said that what you were most proud of was your work at the defensive end. And the reason I remember this is because, and again, I'm a big Memphis Grizzlies fan, so I watch a ton of the NBA. You said, <laughs> I mean, look at the NBA. They don't play defense anymore, it seems like. So, so talk about, like, priding yourself on defense because I don't feel like a lot of players nowadays, especially players that are the best player on their team, I don't feel like a lot of players do that nowadays. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, that's what I meant in that interview, too. Like like I said earlier, a lot of the good players didn't have to guard the best player. Like, I don't, I don't want to say that again, but, like, they didn't guard me. Like, I would have to guard them and then play that big role on offense. So, I mean, if I wouldn't shut them down, like, shut 
whoever I was guarding down, I was nine times out of ten guarding the best player unless I was in foul trouble or something. But if I didn't shut them down, then we didn't have a chance to win. So, I mean, obviously, I'm just a winner. Like, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to win. So, Do you think that had a trickle-down effect to the rest of your team where they saw, like, hey, like, you know, here's here's one of our leaders putting in this effort at the defensive end of the floor. We need to start doing the same? Uh, I would like to say, yeah. I mean – Coach Green also takes pride on defense. Like, that's just main priority. And, I mean, he obviously emphasizes that. But, yeah, we, I don't, we're, we're just good on defense. Like, you can always count on defense. And the ball's not always going to go in the hole, but you can always buckle down on defense and get stopped. Mm-hmm. So, now let's talk about the Upperman game in the region tournament because, obviously, this is a game that a lot of people around the Upper Cumberland said, okay, Upperman's going to – they're going to win. They're going to make it to the region championship. And a lot of people thought Upperman was actually the favorite to, you know, to win the state championship that year. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about we'll, – we'll talk about the big moment, but talk about the game leading up to that last possession and regulation for y'all. Um, because I know y'all were leading for, I want to say, 90% of the game. Y'all had the lead for most of the game. How did y'all do it, if you remember? And just take me through the game up to that moment. Um. Well – we just stuck to the game plan. I remember I watched Coach Green's interview after that game that y'all did with him not too long ago, and he was talking about playing our game and just, like, the speed of the game. We wanted to slow it down, play in half court, and, you know, just play our way. So we just made an emphasis on that and tried to play that way the whole game. Obviously, we slipped up a few times, but, I mean, I feel like we controlled the pace most of the game. And, I mean, that wasn't my best game, but Gabby and Ellie and, you know, the whole team really stepped up. And, I mean, I didn't really ever have good games against Upperman, and that's just props to them. I mean, Brooklyn Couch, she's just a great defender. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just try to control the pace. And then, I don't know, that <laughs> last shot just happened to go in, and then we just ended up winning. So, be honest with me. When that ball left your hands, did you think it had any shot to go through the hoop? I – I don't know. Honestly, I was thinking, like, <laughs> there's no way this is going to go in. But, like, whenever I shot it, I don't know, in that video, I'm literally, like, leaning it in, you know, like, just watching it. Whenever I shot it, it looked good. I mean, I, I don't know, but I don't want to say that I knew that it would go in because, like, I don't know, that's just a rare, like, yeah. it was just luck on our side that it even went in. But, yeah, it looked good. Well, the crazy thing for me was that it seemed like when you took it, because obviously there was only, I think, like, I don't want to – I don't know. There's between two and three seconds left. So you caught the ball, and it seemed like you almost took the shot off the wrong foot, like off uh, your opposite foot. It looked like you did almost because it just the yeah. shot at first it just looked awkward because obviously yeah. you you had to get a shot off. You weren't yeah you weren't you weren't thinking about being set or anything. You were just trying to get yeah. Something. And then the shot was like a line drive. There was no arc on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was yeah. just, I remember I've watched the video because there are people that will like, will still like quote tweet it on Twitter today. I've watched that video and I'm just, to this day, I'm like, how in the world did this shot go in? Like, yeah, I know. Honestly, I don't know. It was <laughs> luck, like I said. I mean, I just got a lucky, I don't know. I can't explain it to me, honestly. You just happened to go in. And then I know in overtime, I, I remember at least being told from both. I know Upperman really slowed down the pace in overtime. Um, yeah. I, I'm assuming to try to limit possessions, obviously. Uh, talk about defending in overtime because I don't – did they score in overtime? I don't believe they did. I honestly have no idea, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> yeah. So you're probably you're, – you're, you're over a year removed from that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but – 
but when did after the game when did that moment become real like the the moment that y'all realized what y'all had done and eliminating upperman a team again that a lot of people thought would be bringing a gold ball home to putnam county oh yeah i mean i don't know it didn't really sink in until a couple of days later i mean obviously we were just celebrating and stuff and then like we had to get ready for the next game so we didn't really have time to just sit there and celebrate but i don't know it just took you know, 24 hours to set in, like, yeah, we just did that, you know. <laughs> is, that, is that shot one of your favorite moments from high school? Oh, my gosh, that's probably my favorite moment, <laughs> number one. So, so you'll find this funny at the uh, state tournament this year. I, I don't know how much you followed York um, throughout their entire, you know, their, 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 their tournament run. Um, when Sage hit that floater against Gatlinburg-Pittman, one of the first questions in the press conference for Coach Green was, where does this shot rank against Haley's? <laughs> and, and he said he, – I think he said something like it had to be like 1A and 1B because it's impossible to choose between two. One of them gets you to the state championship. One of them one of them is a half-court heave to send the game against Upperman to overtime. Uh, yeah. Talk about where that program is now, though, and how how proud you because you did a lot of building the uh, building this program back to where it is now. You and a lot of the players you mentioned. How proud are you of where this York program is currently? Um, yeah, I'm just really proud of the girls. Like they just deserve it with everything they've been through, like with Coach Green and stuff. But yeah, I mean they obviously had a fantastic year, and I just couldn't be happy for them, happier for them. So what was the recruiting process like for you? And because obviously you're now at Lee University. I, I feel terrible asking this. Where is Lee University? I know it's in Tennessee. Where in Tennessee is it? Yeah, it's in Cleveland. In Cleveland? Okay, that's that's yeah. where I thought. So so why did you ultimately end up choosing Lee? Um, well, I had a couple other like D2 offers, but Lee was the first people that like ever offered me. And obviously that means a lot. Like I probably wouldn't have had the other offers if they hadn't. Uh, offered me but whenever I came here like the coaches they're just like I don't know they're just so awesome and yeah it's just instantly I just knew that this is where I wanted to be what was your first year of college ball like this year and what, what, what did you learn uh about more about the game this year well I learned a lot I mean I wasn't used to not getting to play that much like obviously in high school I played all the time like mm. the whole game so it was just different from that standpoint, but I also, like, learned a lot, like, watching and then, like, getting to play with Haley Schubert, who is, you know, honorable mention All-American and stuff. Like, she's just done great things here and playing behind her and just, like, watching her play, like, obviously I learned a lot. But, yeah, I would just say, like, learning how to not play was probably my biggest struggle because, like, I've never had to sit on the bench, but obviously I had to do that a lot this year, but it's probably only the best for me, so. So, away from the court, what are you studying right now, and what are you hoping to do with it? Um, I'm majoring in biochemistry. And yeah, I, I knew it was a smart person major. I remember I remember you saying <laughs> something along those lines. I knew – again, journalism chose it because I only had to take one math. So, I, <laughs> you chose one of the smart people majors. So, so, so what, what are you hoping to do with it? Um, I want to be a dentist, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've told me that before. Okay, you, you've you told us that before. So why why does that interest you? That's interesting. Well, I don't know why, but I've always wanted to be a dentist. Like, even in, like, seventh grade, my teacher would ask us what we wanted to be and stuff, and I would always say I wanted to be a dentist. And then, I mean, uh, before my senior year, 
I mean, I'm sure everyone knows this, but I got my teeth knocked out mm-hmm. and had to spend a lot, of, a lot of time at the dentist. So I don't know. That just, I don't you know. It was like a time from God. Yeah, it was like a time from God that I need to be a dentist. So <laughs> Fair enough. So the way that I, I like to end all of these, uh, give a little bit of advice to younger athletes that want to get to where you've gotten, where you've had a successful high school career, you've made it to the collegiate level, um, and obviously, and I know Lee really wanted you. We talked about how they recruited you. Talk about or give some advice to younger athletes for how to get to your, where you are now. And then what is some advice you'd also give your younger self? Okay, so I would just tell younger athletes to just never settle. I mean, that would probably be my biggest piece of advice. And, I mean, it's pretty generic, but at the end of the day, like, you can't think that you've got it all figured out like there's always some learning to be done or something to improve on so I would just say don't settle and you know just work hard and for my younger self oh gosh this is hard um I'd probably say I don't know I'd probably say don't take it so serious like yeah it's like important and stuff but whenever I was younger it was like live and breathe basketball and I mean obviously that's important that's not what I'm saying but also like take a step outside of basketball every once in a while once again that was former York Dragonette basketball player Haley Johnson